Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk Sports Edition. Today, we're extending our analysis of trick shots. We did a whole show on billiards. Today, it's basketball, and there are those who reign supreme in the trick shock department, and that's none other than the Harlem Globetrotters. And Gary, Chuck, we spent yeah. all day with two members of the Harlem Globetrotters over at a court, indoor court in Brooklyn, and that was some fun, that was some fun time. Just, just, oh my God. Yeah, to so find the Globetrotters in their natural habitat. <laughs> Um, and, be, and, be, and be part of their kind of thought process and ability was brilliant because the two guys we had, Cheese Chisholm and Hotshot Swanson, were out of the top drawer. They were very, very good with us and incredibly talented. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck, give me, give me some natural habitat narration for that. And here we find the Globetrotters <laughs> in their natural habitat, yet somehow still in Brooklyn. Quite an irony, quite an irony that we would find the Harlem Globetrotter here in Brooklyn indeed. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Chuck. We see now the spinning of the ball on the finger, clearly a mating sign. Calling. <laughs> Because everything's a mating ritual. Everything's a mating sign. Yeah, everything's a mating sign. To to the narrator. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I saw the Harlem Globetrotters when I was a kid. I mean, they come through each year to Madison Square Garden, and they were sort of the the 
the the marquee names at the time, Meadowlark Lemon, Curly Neal. Curly Neal. It was just a treat every year. And and part of the timing of this show. Name a player on the Washington Generals. Yes, yes, yes. The team they the team they used to be. Oh, oh no, there was no, there was Bob White Guy Smith. Um and, oh, uh, and there, Smith, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, and then there was Jimmy White Guys Johnson. <laughs> Whitey Johnson, is that what you right? Whitey Johnson. Anyhow, yes, that was their opponent. And they beat him every time. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, I lost so, a lot of money betting on that team. Damn, Chuck. So so it was just a, a, a beautiful memory to carry with me. We look forward to it. Yeah. And for this show. It's timed to coincide with the was it International Trick Shot Day something yeah uh, December seventh yeah that's it December seventh yeah. Trick Shot Day so we said let's catch up with the Harlem Globetrotters and see what they got so we they yes. showed us all kinds of trick shots and I, and I had some and physics explanations for them but which ones do you want to do first all right well let's uh, let's I suppose day one stuff for a globetrotter is spin the ball on your index finger. Now, then it's take it to whatever level you've got. And then Cheese Chisholm, who was amazing with us, just a natural globetrotter, unbelievable ability with the ball. And his but first name again was? Brilliant, big his, his, cheese. Cheese. As in cheddar, <laughs> as in provolone, as in brie. Cheese Chisholm. <laughs> yeah. And he, he didn't just spin the ball on his index finger. He then jogged up on an angle towards the hoop, and then just popped it up off the fingertip, off the backboard, and in. And we just, oh, my God. This is for starters. This this is the entry-level trick shot. So take it from there, Neil. What just happened? Yeah, so, I mean, spinning, I, there's panache and display in that. Anything that mm -hmm. spins is sort of stabilized in space. And I used to be good right. at spinning the ball, and for something happened over the years. Uh, maybe I, I don't know, but then I was no longer good at it. They would show me once again how to sort of balance it there. I think what I was doing, I was trying too hard to keep my finger under the axis of the spin. But what they reminded me of, the, the, the shame on me, that the ball is stable. All you have to do is keep your finger still. And the ball will just yeah. stay there, okay? So that's exactly what they did. And in fact, the the two of them, we had Cheese and we had uh, what's the guy? Hot Shot Swanson. Hot Shot Swanson. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And we had hot it was a cheese. bona fide little person, by the way. We have to let people know that. Well, right. Yeah, he was I mean, uh, probably four, less than four feet tall. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, and man, guy, but seriously, seriously stacked with talent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dribbling, shooting, um, maneuvering, and so so they both they both spin it for me and then place it on my finger, and they hold my finger while my finger is doing the spinning. So that was kind of fun, and so yeah, it spins stabilized until it slows down, and so you were like your own little solar system there for us. Yes, I had a two planet star solar system. Going going around, so that was that was fun. Plus, to be reminded how to spin the ball. But now that's not useful unless you can do something about it in a game. And so what yeah. Cheese did was now he'd be called for traveling on this because he the ball is spinning on his finger as he's 
running towards the rim. So that's not allowed. That's yeah. actually not allowed in basketball. Unless you're LeBron James, in which case you can get four steps on every shot. And nobody cares. No, no, they let, they, they let some stuff slide. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Did he do something against your 76ers you didn't like, Mr. Philadelphia uh, yeah, man? it's called win. <laughs> every, everybody does that against the Sixers that I don't like. <laughs> it's like every team. LeBron's just got a seat next to Tom Brady, hasn't he? That's what. Oh, right. you know, right. I, we'll I, I don't have a problem we'll with King James. I don't have a problem with him. I mean, he's a whiny right. little baby, okay. but you know, like all great superstars, <laughs> you know, even Jordan was a whiny little baby, but he he hit it very well. You know, he says just, the man who tells jokes and can't play basketball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, it, so guys, an ordinary layup, all right, you're coming at an angle between the backboard and the rim. And then you throw it up at an angle to the backboard, and the law of reflection says, whether this works for light, it will work for a basketball. If it comes in at an angle to the backboard, it'll reflect off the backboard at that same angle. And if you do this enough, you get an intuitive sense of what that law of reflection is going to do for you. But here's the, here's the, here's the rub. If you pre-spin the ball, then the law of reflection doesn't apply to you. Because what happens is the spin forces it to come off at an angle all unto itself, regardless of the angle you came in on. So you, you could come straight to the backboard toss the spinning ball straight into the backboard, and it'll spin off the backboard at an angle straight into the rim, provided you know uh, where that sweet spot is. So that's what That's exactly. So he, he has to know that the sweet spot has changed from a Correct. basically linear shot. Correct. And the yeah. faster you spin the ball, the more severe that angle is going to be as it spins off the backboard. So that, that'd be kind of fun if you can just sort of spin it up and just put it in and watch the ball all by itself find that angle to put it back through the rim. So, so yeah, yeah, that's, oh, another thing. Uh, the, <laughs> in Newton's laws of motion, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. What that means is you cannot just up and move in a direction unless something recoils behind you. Okay? Simple. So a box that is standing in the street can't just start moving. It, just, it can't just start, it can't just elevate unless there's some reactive force moving in the opposite way. Okay, so why is it that you can stand there and then start running? Because your shoes, your feet, have friction against the ground and the friction is push, pushing you forward. If, if you were on, on wet ice, you're not, <laughs> you're not taking off for a fast start, okay? So you're, you're pressing against it. Well, what is the reaction to that? I don't see an exhaust coming out of your heels. I don't see, you know what it is? It's the earth itself is getting pushed backwards ever so slightly by you trying to push forwards. Take that, earth. So, 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 so you don't notice this because the, the momentum is equal and momentum is mass times velocity. Earth has such a huge mass relative to you that the velocity that it moves backwards with, you don't even notice it. Plus, everybody's going every which way, cars, people running. It all mostly cancels out. So, 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 so the point is, you can put things in motion if you pre-give them a spin, and the friction will use Earth as a launch point to send it into motion in the direction the spin would take it. 
That's a little wow. weird fact, but it's true. Mm. That's crazy. I'm, that's, yeah, uh, you're, you're basically I pushing thought of it the like earth that. around to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. To go, yes, truck. That you said it beautifully and more simply than I just did. Say that again. Let me hear. That's a beautiful so sentence. You're, base, you, you're, you're pushing the earth around to go anywhere. So if you want to go anybody anywhere, going anywhere is around. pushing the earth around. Correct. Provided if you don't have exhaust, you know, rockets right. on your on your feet. Propeller, Otherwise, yeah. it's so basically it's a giant it's a giant treadmill. Tre <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We're all just rats on a wheel, God. That's <laughs> well, that's why I occasionally, I occasionally get this question. If we all, all humans stood in one spot and jumped at the same time, what'll that, what effect will that mm -hmm. have on Earth? Well, again, these are humans thinking they're really significant and important entities on this planet. The mass of all 8 billion humans relative to the mass of the Earth is like a gnat on the back of an elephant saying, yeah, let me, let me jump off and see if I can knock over the elephant. No. That's not how that works. We don't weigh enough. Wow. Yeah. No. Wow. Look at it's that. It's there. You can you can calculate it, but it's too small to measure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 All right. Got my little solar system here. All right. I got my two planet solar system. What you want to talk about next? All right. Our surprise package globetrotter was Hotshot Swanson because, as Chuck has alluded to, he is nowhere near six foot tall. But he has a signature shot. Now, he now comes through the key of the basketball court, approaching the hoop on an angle, curves his run like a, a high jumper would in a Fosbury flop. Then he gets beyond the basket. And we're all thinking, what is happening? Really? And I was thinking maybe a reverse hook shot or something no. Right. Why go past he the basket? Then, right. 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 What's what good? What where's he, that going to get? Yeah. You? Exactly. So why go past the basket? He then just grabs the ball, both hands, because he's been dribbling at this point through his legs, really special stuff. Slams it into the court and gets it up and over the rim and in. And it's that was just okay. So you missed the point there. See that not only that, not only is, is yeah, he facing well, away from the rim. He jumps up, spreads his legs, and bounces right. it backwards mm -hmm. through his spread legs. Through his spread, yeah. Totally. Like he's doing a, a leapfrog over the basketball, but in doing so, he rebounds the ball off of the court floor into the basket. Correct. Did so, not see that coming. No, Did none not of us. see that coming. None of us saw that coming. And, and, and so what's interesting there is anytime you're going to have a ricochet, Whatever is mm -hmm. the whatever is the error in your angle gets magnified, okay? If Ooh. if you're going to try to ricochet a shot off the off a wall or off the ceiling or off the floor, and so you need extra precision to make this happen because the ball is not st headed straight for the basket in the first place. So so yeah, that was that was very cool. And since you don't expect it, what makes a trick shot work is you don't expect it, right? If you, everybody saw it coming, they would and, and then he uses the backboard. Does he doesn't doesn't slam it into the the floor of the court up and straight in? He uses the backboard. So you've got two different surfaces. Exactly, in play. It's, it's a two cushion cue shot on a pool table, right? Bounce off the floor, off off the fiberglass, and then in. So this one, he's got to know what spot on the court he's going to do it with. He's got to know what angle, and he's not facing the basket, so he needs good court sense. 
and he's got to know how hard to slam it down and what angle to slam it down so that it doesn't hit the rim from below. And it's got to be higher than the rim and be higher than the rim before it hits the rim and hit off the glass. So all of this has to go in. And I'm just saying multiple angle uh, bounces. If you're off by an inch on the first bounce, you could be off by a foot on the second bounce and it ain't going in. So it needs very high precision. And he clearly practiced that really well. So what was interesting was not that they just he curved his approach in towards and beyond the basket was he knew whereabouts on the real estate he needed to be to set himself up, to open his legs, to then detonate that reverse pass through the floor. I mean, it's just, it's not intuitive because this has to be practiced. This and has I, to and be And I learnt. asked him, suppose someone is blocking his spot uh, unknowingly. Somebody just happens to be taking up the sweet spot. He'll say he'll go to a different trick shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> How about that? That you can you can instantly dial up your own series of trick shots if you see the landscape around you isn't conducive to the one you'd plan. Yes. I mean that's just genius. That, I love that. Entirely, I love that in an entire. We gotta take a quick break. When we come back, more mm -hmm. physics analysis of Harlem Globetrotter trick shots. Wow, that's a sentence probably never before uttered in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, if only Metal Lark Lemon was here to, to hear that. <laughs> that's a Star Talk Sports Edition, Globetrotters. We'll be right back. Sleep, grocery shopping themselves. Just a few things working moms seldom have time for. And during tax season, you can add taxes to their list. So for all you working moms, make the easy switch to H&R Block and have an expert make easy work of your taxes. H&R Block guarantees your taxes are 100% accurate and your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even have an H&R Block tax pro do your taxes in a block office or online from the comfort of your own home. Can your current tax guy promise all that? When you're buried under life's to-dos, let the experts at H&R Block stay on top of your taxes with a return that's right on the money and your biggest refund possible. Because tax season after tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Descriptions of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. 
Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash US slash Switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. We're back. Star Talk Sports Edition. We're talking about the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, Gary, Chuck, and I had the honor to spend some yes. quality time on a basketball court with two of them. Yeah, give me their full names again. I just know one is named Cheese and the other's name is Hotshot. But surely their mommy gave them some other name those, than that. Those are their birth names. Those are their birth <laughs> names. <laughs> okay. So Cheese Chisholm. Cheese Chisholm. And Hotshot yep, Hot Swanson. Hotshot Swanson yeah. sounds like, a, uh, uh, like that guy could have his own sitcom. <laughs> the Hot Shot Swanson show. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't enough to go and see the Globetrotters. We had to bring something. We had to give them a challenge. We had to see if they could raise their game for us. Ooh. And then they then turned it back on us because you came up, surprisingly enough, with a shot that got dubbed Far Side of the Moon. Mm. Now, this shot that you invented, Neil, is the player is backing in to the guy guarding him. Yeah, the offense is backing he's in. Back, uh-huh. Right, he's backing in. He's got he's back, obviously, to the hoop. And it's a shot that has to go up, over, and in. So this is the shot that you challenged them to do. And it kind of started off as a two-handed affair, and then Cheese just went, I got this. And just one-handed, kind of like you would do a three-point shot, just flip the fingers underneath it and roll it off and up and in. He did it in reverse. Now, you you tell me exactly what you had in mind when you envisaged this particular shot. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, is there any trick move I can come up with that hasn't already been invented? And I was so sad. I spent weeks and weeks. Nothing came up. Then the morning on the drive to the court, I said, I got it. I got something called... The far side of the moon. Now, let me remind people, the moon only shows one face to Earth. That's the near side. And the face you don't see is the far side. But all sides of the moon get sunlight. A day on the moon lasts a month. So there's no such thing as the dark side of the moon. All right? There's no such thing. It's a lie. It's a misconception. And it just... It's a great album. (laughs) 1973 Pink Floyd, indeed. Yes. No. And I've yes. had to undo the damage the title of that album has caused for entire generations, okay? <laughs> Just so you know. These Brits. These Brits. So so Earth's gravity has tidally locked the moon to always show the same face. Mm-hmm. Chuck, you and I have an, a couple of explainers on that, so I won't go into yes. more detail there. But it means if I'm backing into you and I'm at the top of the key and I'm dribbling the ball, if I shoot the ball from my front which is facing away from you and the basket, that's like the far side of me, right? That's, that's, that's my mm-hmm. far side. Meanwhile, my butt is facing you, and Chuck, that's what? That's got to be the moon. 
That's the, uh-huh. the near side of the moon. Okay. <laughs> I, I can so I can rely on Chuck to just stoop. I'm going there. <laughs> I'm going there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. There is no bar that's too low, people. I'm letting you know so, that right now. We all know what it means to be me. To be moon. <laughs> so, with two, but of course, all the clothes, we kept our clothes on. Point is, my butt is towards him. And the butt is a very good thing to give yourself space to maneuver in. You know, you stick your butt out, that clears at least, you know, foot, foot and a half for you to maneuver. Otherwise, they could be yes. all up on you. So, at the top of the key, I throw the ball backwards over my head towards the rim. So, mm-hmm. I was originally thinking I could bend over far enough to see the rim, but I'm not that flexible. So, I had to just sort of know my distance. And then all I had to figure out at that point was the alignment. And that's easy because if I align to the basket, because of full court, in front of me, the basket behind me is going to be on that same line, unless somebody didn't know how to arrange the baskets on a court, right? Right. So so, so this is the, uh, the far side of the moonshot. And cheese pulled off. So the off. thing is, Neil, when, when, you were, when you were doing it, and you, um, to, to your credit, you got in there and you wrestled with this whole thing that you'd invented. What did Cheese keep saying to you? Cheese said, shoot it the way you would shoot a jump shot. Because I kept using two hands to toss it over my head. And each hand Mm -hmm. was competing with the other hand for which was controlling more. And I couldn't get it lined up. It would sway to the left. It would sway to the right. And and frankly, my distance was pretty good. It would just be an air ball to the left or to the right of the rim. And so he said, how would you shoot a jump shot? Just now, just do that in reverse. So I, I, I'm right-handed, so I guide the ball with my left hand and shot it with my right hand. Bam! That sucker went in, all net. And I said, oh, yep. yeah, the, the far side scores. So, See, now, yeah. if you said to me, shoot it like you would shoot a jump shot, I would say, you want me to pass it to you. <laughs> that's how you that's, do that. <laughs> that's how I shoot a jump shot. I pass it to somebody who can Who actually can? shoot a jump shot? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so much a trick shot, but it was a shot in need of a name. And so I thought we would mm-hmm. endow it um, with the far side of the moon. So we came up with another shot the Star Talk Sports Edition team, because we kind of uh, canvassed opinions as to what might be a good thing. And we came up with another sort of out of space themed idea, which was a gravity assist. So as as a, a, a space shuttle or a satellite or something would orbit a planet and then slingshot itself off on, on its next journey, we thought maybe we can incorporate that into a shot. And then we gave you this thought, Neil, and you went, no, 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 no. Let's multiply that, start at the back of the court, come forward, bring motion of players into the game, pass, run it round the other player, who then passes. So if it receives it with the right hand, moves it around their back and then passes with their left hand. While another player is moving, in the meantime, another player has moved forward and it ends up with a layup. And I'll be honest with you, Neil, credit you, you saw this whole choreography 
of, of passes in this gravity assist. But so what is actually happening when we, when we enact this quick break using your kind of technique of gravity assist and passing? Well, so we, what we did was we're not using gravity, of course. We're using arm strength and our no. own body speeds. But in, in mm. the solar system or in any real place where you have things orbiting other things, if you don't have enough energy to get to your destination, energy of motion, as is true for almost every one of our space probes, that went to the outer solar system. That takes a lot of energy to climb away from the sun. So, and our, our, our engines just aren't powerful enough. So you get enough to get to a nearby planet, and then you fall towards the planet, and then you slingshot around the other side, and you gain the orbital speed of the planet you fell towards. And we call that a gravitational right. slingshot. And if you line up the planet, well, we don't control the lineups of the planets, but if you if you wait until your the, the planets are sort of conveniently configured, you can get a multiple planet gravitational assist to give you enough energy to just exit the solar system like it's nobody's business. And and so what we thought cosmic ourselves, well, pinball. cosmic, yes, yes, like I said, uh, yeah. yes. It, it, and it goes off of one, off of another, off of another, and each time it's gaining energy in order to achieve its ultimate destinations, to, to reach uh, its ultimate yeah, but, distances. But, but, you, but now you got to explain the most fascinating part of this, which you taught me, and I just was blown away, is it's not just the gravity of the planet that's pulling it, and I'll let you finish the rest because I know I'm going to mess it up, even though I do understand it. People are thinking that the gravity pulls you in and flings you out the other side. And flings you yeah, out. That's act- right. That's false. But that's, that's not false. it. That's not that's it. That's not it. What, what's happening is because the gravity that accelerates you in, remember, if you try to come out the other side, the gravity is going to pull you back. That same gravity. Okay. And in fact, that's it is exactly symmetric. So right. all of your gains It's a tease. That gravity is a tease. <laughs> Purely from the gravity, it, what gravity giveth, gravity taketh away on the other side. The speed right. you gain is because not only do you accelerate from the gravity, which is symmetric, you fall towards the moving planet in its orbit around the sun. And that extra energy you get to keep. And right. where did you get that energy from? You stole it from the planet. You, right. Both of you attracted each other. And so you it sped you up, you slowed it down, and you came out the other side the winner. That's what's happening in a, gravi- in a gravity assist. And I so, think that is w- amazing. Because you uh, intuitively you think that the gravity is pulling you in like a slingshot, because that's what we call it, but it's the whipping motion, but it's not. It's the speed that you... Needed to catch up to the planet. To catch that up. You get to Correct. keep. It's that so it's misnamed. It's, that it's, really. It's misnamed. It's not a gravity mm. assist. It's an orbital assist. Maybe we should. Co- we, it's misnamed. Okay. It's it's misnamed. Because right. it's right? the orbital speed right. that you're catching up to, and then you get Correct. to keep a little of that. You get to keep all of it. Yeah, you get to keep all of it. All of it. Right. Okay. Yeah, so whatever. You now got here's to what do. we did on the court. So we said, all right, the ball is going to be the space probe that's going to sort of uh, get this gravity assist, the, the, the space probe's got to work its way down the court. And its destination is the basket. So the first player, this was Cheese, takes it out from, uh, from the backcourt. He flings it around his back 
over to Hotshot. Now, Hotshot yep. and I are in motion down the court, okay? Hotshot dribbles, slings it around his back. So this is like the, the planet uh, coming around the back backside and coming out the other side. He's in motion and throws it. So the ball has not only the speed with which he threw it to me, it has his movement down the court. Meanwhile, Cheese, who's fast, runs all the way down the court. I'm dribbling. He's now ahead of me. I fling it around my back, give him a lead shot, and then he grabs it and goes in for the layup. So it had four body contacts. And each time the ball hit one of us, the ball speed increased until it went to his layup at the other end of the court. And I thought we executed it. Uh, we don't, I, I don't know what we'll ultimately show on video. Um, took a couple of tries, but <laughs> when we finally executed it, I thought that, I thought that was, that was looking beautiful. Uh, it was, it was looking yeah, kind of LA, uh, well. LA Lakers fast break. It was, it was looking good. Yeah. It was looking good. Yeah. Yeah. It did have a fast breaky kind of thing. And the difference yeah. is of course, uh, the around the back, each one of us threw it around the back just to give it a little sort of, uh, flinging momentum there. Uh, but yeah. which might not have been necessary in an actual play, but they kept saying that they are the hard arm globetrotters. They said, it's got style. <laughs> it's got to have style, baby. Why, why yeah. do you go to a basketball game unless you want to see people with style? You know? Why do a slam dunk if you can do a 360 slam dunk? You know? Right, there you go. That's what I'm with saying. style. So I enjoyed executing that, and we call that the gravity assist all the way to the layup. Well, we did because no one on our Star Talk Sports Edition team is an astrophysicist and didn't think to call it an orbital assist. But it looked Sorry. like both, both, uh, both uh, Cheese and Hotshot enjoyed um, knowing what kind of physics related to it. But plus, yeah, you, know, think, you know, Chuck, you, your name you is Chuck, to... and the guy's name is Cheese. Like, we couldn't stop yeah, thinking we were Chuck, Chuck, Chuck E.T.'s. <laughs> Chuck E.T.'s. Yeah. Chuck E.T.'s. See, what it does again, Neil, remember our. Armless Archer. Um, yes. And for, for the, the intuitive we have a whole show on him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the intuitive calculations he was making for for distance and wind change and direction, etc. I, I feel like the, the these guys are very much in the same way of intuitive. Like you said, if there's someone in my space that's blocking the trick shot I want to do, I go to another trick shot that I know will will take that person out of the game. You know that they're able to recalculate, recalibrate, and then come up with something. And they seem to be just relishing challenge. And what, I, I, I want to emphasize that in cases such as this, where muscle memory mm -hmm. matters, what you're going to do with your body, yeah. court memory matters. You know, often we think of intuition as something that just comes naturally or something. But I would say, you can get intuition if you've done it 10,000 times. <laughs> You'll know exactly what to do, when to do it, on a level where you don't have to think about it because thinking about it might take too long or throw you off your game. Let your body do what, what comes naturally. And you can impart within it a lot of things that come naturally simply because you did it a thousand times before. So more analysis of the Harlem Globetrotters trick shots when Star Talk Sports Edition turns. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. 
paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship, from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. We're back, third and final segment of Star Talk Sports Edition. So Gary, Chuck and I spent all afternoon with two members of the Harlem Globetrotters. This, we, we've all, they need no introduction here, particularly in this sports edition audience. I watched them when I was a kid. Every time, every year they came through Madison Square Garden, New York City. Uh, you would get tickets. And everybody yeah. knows the Harlem Globetrotters. And they performed around the world more places than any other basketball team ever. And they're delight, they're brilliant, they're talented. And uh, I, I felt it was a privilege and an honor to spend, spend yeah. so, several hours with them. And, and uh, Gary, you, you, you lined up all the trick shots to analyze today. So what, which one do you want to talk about next? Let's go with a half court shot, shall we? Um, the interesting thing about this is we have two, two Globetrotters and they both have a different technique to solve the half-court basket. Now, we had Cheese. He hits it with a natural over-the-top shot. But hot shot comes with what I now know is, is referred to as the granny shot, right. which sounds a little bit dismissive and anti-granny. <laughs> but that's the, way, that's the way I've learned to describe it after our time with the Globetrotters. So both result in baskets. Um, but it's an interesting use of technique to solve the same problem. Yeah, so so it's not a trick shot. If you're shooting from half court, Chuck, what's hap- what, what must be happening if you're taking a shot from half court? Um, you, you either like showing off and you're Seth Curry <laughs> or you, the buzzer is about to sound and you're out of time. You're yeah. out of time and you can't take another dribble. 
because you'll run out of time with the ball in your hand and nobody wants a ball in their hand at the buzzer. So, exactly. So, it's not so much a trick shot, but it's a, it's certainly a crowd pleaser if you hit a half-court shot. And so, so when Cheese took it, he took his normal jump shot posture and did it from the center half-court. If you're in the center, it means you don't have to figure out any angles at that point. If you're off to the left or right, well, what's the right angle and what's the right distance? Whereas if you're dead center, you don't have to figure angle. You just have to get the right distance. So it seems to me, just thinking as a physicist, it's easier to do it from the middle. And that both of them took shots from there and didn't. But Neil, what was what was the one dimension in our space where we were, we spent that time with the Globetrotters that really had gave gave cheese a problem for his half court shot. Yeah, in this particular indoor court, the ceiling—I don't want to call it exactly. low—but I threw a couple of shots from distance, and it and it you hit, hit the a, rafters. You hit a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hit, hit the I, ceiling. You hit a light. Yeah, yeah, I hit the <laughs> ceiling. So it means yeah. your ball ha has to go a little straighter without that rainbow arc. And yeah. rainbow arcs, we learn from a show. Chuck, was it five years ago now? We had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Star Talk. This is, this is before we had Star Talk Sports Edition. It's because we were getting yeah. access to people like him. We said, "Yo, we got to make this its own thing, right?" Yeah. And so Plus, we had—he's a big—he's smart. He likes science. He likes science. Yeah, he's smart as as all get out. And so, so he was describing the fact that is retrospectively obvious that the higher is your arc. The great, if you have the right distance to the rim, the better is your chance that it will go through the rim. And in fact, we'll say a little more about that towards the end of this segment. But so there's Cheese. Didn't he hit six in a row or something from that distance? Did you? Yeah, Cheese is crazy, man. No, yeah. we gave him we gave him three shots, didn't we, Chuck? And he just went pop, pop, pop six. And it was like breathing. Yeah. It was just so natural the to guy, him. The right. guy is, uh, he's a phenom. He's got such a sweet stroke. It's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's sweet. That's the term. And then and then Hotshot uh, got a hold of it. And so now he's four feet five, so he needs different sort of leverage angles on the ball to throw at that distance. So what does he do to get that extra sort of distance is he, he stands there, crouches, and he shoots it underhand, and as we've learned, this is still called the granny shot, and throws it underhand with backspin, but he does it while leaning forward so that he has forward body momentum added to the ball that he releases. And so and so, there it goes, straight in, straight in. Yeah. And, and so both of these, I like the backspin because that deadens the movement of the ball, no matter what it hits, and the ball is coming from so far away with such high speed, you you don't want high speed bouncing off of every which way on the rim and on the on the backboard. So I'd like the backspin, and if it hits backboard a little too high, the backspin will give it a downward angle, and it can go straight in through uh, through the rim when you which do is that. What happened? And the rest of us tried our half court shots and. And and Gary, you tried something. Mm -hmm. You tried to kick from half court, right? Um, not quite half court, but um, that was too I, far I, for I, you. I, okay, Mr. Soccer Man. Yeah, it, it, I've <laughs> I'd proven to everybody that I was absolutely useless. <laughs> I'm a basketball three shots with my hands. 
and I'm probably better off kicking it through the hoop. Yeah, so, no, so um, we gave you some space actually, to, to, to try. We try, You would let you try yeah, that. And yeah, now, just so you there. know, Gary. I, in the end, I got there. There is a rule, unless it's changed since I was in childhood. There's a rule. Your, if the ball touches your feet, it's called kickball, and the ball's dead. Right. So you. Yeah, that's it. So I, I just a rule breaker. Yeah, just a rule. You're, you're, you're a game changer rule breaker. Right. So. Yeah. So you that. also did it from dead, dead center, maybe at the top of the key mm -hmm. around there. And so what were yeah. you thinking when you so did that? So the thing was, I, okay, I can't kick it from the ground. I can't get underneath it, get the elevation and get it in. So I pick it up and I drop it. But I, I then have to wait for the ball to rise. Because once the ball is rising, I get my foot underneath it and I, I will then rise with the ball and get the ball just to find its way, find its arc towards the basket. So you have to time your drop down, and your kick. Okay, yeah. got it. Because I have to, if I, if I hit the ball when it's coming down, it will stay lower. So I have to get the elevation. So I have to hit it and contact the ball as it's rising. It's got to go 10 to feet up. That's the height of the basket. rim. Yeah. If you don't go 10 feet up, go home. I know. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Maybe so it's a lot of tries. We'll edit this down so it looks like you did it on the first try. But it took you like 30 tries. I <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, uh, I got there eventually. Eventually. But it was fun. <laughs> but I, I, haven't, I haven't. Yeah, it was fun. I haven't kicked a ball in a while and a basketball. Although it's the basketballs we had are, were leather. They were the real ones, not those outside court ones mm -hmm. that are thick, heavy, vulcanized rubber. Um Slightly different di dimensions, but you know, I'm, I'm making excuses. Well, soccer ball's smaller and lighter, right now. so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. all right, we'll, we'll catch you. Some started, it, was, it, was it was good fun. It was good fun. Soccer ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> soccer ball. It's the newest thing. It's going to be sweeping the nation soon. Plus, when Coming we all said near you, when we said uh, Chuck Hotshot, uh, let's dribble, and then Gary runs off and he dribbles the basketball by, with by his feet. kicking it around on yeah, with yeah. his feet, and it's like no. Why wouldn't I? This is America, Jack. <laughs> you better learn how to dribble. Yeah, wrong. For real. <laughs> wrong. Do it again. Wrong. <laughs> do it again. But I tell you what, Neil. The, you blew everybody away on court. Globetrotters as well. When you said, can someone bring me a rim? I have something to show you. And they're like, well, where's this guy? So Cheese turns up, hands you the rim. He said, no, you hold on to it. You pick up two basketballs, and then you said, I made a calculation. Now, what this calculation means, Neil, is anyone who misses a free shot should go and do 50 push-ups. <laughs> Can you explain? Yeah, that's, not, no, that's not a good enough punishment. How about this? Give, give me 50000 We pay you $12 million a year. $12 zillion. Yeah. So, to hit a free throw. A free Nobody's guarding you. Nobody's, Nobody's guarding right. you. Yeah, right, you got to right, give right, up right. twelve. You got give up fifty G's for each one of those you miss. Okay. All right, and you're not got no love for the missing free shot, have you, Chuck? <laughs> so, Neil, what inspired you to make this calculation, and what was the conclusion of your calculation? Well, one afternoon, get their heads exploded here. When I was otherwise bored, I wanted to know how big is a golf cup compared to a golf ball? How big is Ooh. a basketball compared to the rim? I just wanted to see how hard these tasks were. And obviously, the bigger one is relative to the other, the easier it would be to sink the ball. So once mm. I looked up the dimensions of a basketball, an authentic sort of NBA basketball, I think the, the women's ball is slightly smaller to accommodate, on average, the smaller hands. But the official NBA basketball, the rim is 
twice the diameter of a ball. Factor yes. of two. You could take two balls and drop them through the rim simultaneously. They won't go through the net because the net wants only one at a time, but you can pass through the rim, mm. two of them together. And if you run the math, you run the geometry of that, it turns out the total area is four times the area of the, what we say the cross-sectional area of a basketball. So you got plenty of room to sink your shot. Just saying. No excuses then. No excuses. Four times the area of the ball. You can't get it through the rim. Go home. Go home. I, I don't care what. Oh and, and so, yeah, so we, we, we demoed that. And that, I, I was surprised they didn't know it either. Because when you're holding the rim in your hand, it looks huge. But 10 right. feet up and, and a, down the court, uh, it's, it looks as small as any of us think it is. And you think you got to be really high precision to get it through there. And that's not the case. Unnecessary. Now, I always thought that if you wanted to do train... Do you think... Yeah, go on. Do you think if you explained this, I mean, Mike, you just have, if you put this knowledge in front of a, a basketball player, their head would get less crowded and they'd say, well, you know what? The size of this rim isn't changing. I can do this. I have a better chance of doing this rather than in their head where they can't get out of that space this rim is actually reducing and getting smaller and smaller and smaller. No, well, here's, no, that's, here's what I would, would do. Would we help people? If I were coach, and I, I'm surprised no one has done this. I'm pretty sure no one has done If I were coach, mm. I'd have a separate set of practice rims that are smaller. Oh. That, that way, see, you, don't, you don't make the highest percentage of your shots, and you have to be right. that much more precise to get it right down mm -hmm. through the middle in every shot. And so then right. you come to a regular game, it's like, whoa, there's like a bathtub there to toss the ball in. And then right. that's how I would train them. And, and that's and like the guys who that, practice jump shots with the weights on their ankles. On top yeah, of that, yeah, exactly. You'll be, able yeah. To, you'll be able to take all of their money because they'll never be able to win the teddy bear because you, low, you, you made the rim so the ball won't go through it. Wait, what's the, te <laughs> what's the teddy bear? So at every carnival, the there's fan. a basketball game. Yeah. Oh, oh, the rims stop, stop, are too small. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't the rims are too small, and that's how <laughs> no, no. they take I, okay. all your money. That's true. So, yes, the ball does fit through because they will demonstrate it. What they don't tell you is that the rim is extra bouncy. So if you hit the rim, the ball just bounces right off and never and doesn't go in. So, man, you have made an out, excellent. You'd have made an excellent carny grifter. <laughs> like, you got all the scams down. Wait, wait, wait. Now, yeah, if as a physicist, the world is just an interplay of matter, motion, and energy. And so, rather than actual objects. So, so it turns out the rim, we, we learned this recently, that the rim... Yeah, but Judd Reedy yeah, yeah, exactly. on the material uh, That the right? rim yeah. has, a, has a very... A specified and measured and regulated sort of bounce coefficient, right? Not right. too bouncy, not too dead. And it, there's a range. And so, but if you made it really bouncy, a lot of balls that do hit the rim and fall in would hit the rim and bounce out. And so, but you calibrate to that. I'm saying I think the best training would be to make the rim smaller. Smaller, Maybe... Yeah. Only 50% bigger than the ball, not four times bigger. Man, you would have, everybody would be shooting like Seth Curry. 
Dead eye. It, Dead be, eye. If you, if that's, Do you think Curry does that? Do you think Curry actually uses that technique? No, I don't think he, he needs to. he just has that much talent. It doesn't matter. I don't think he no, needs to. No. Right, right. Yeah, but then so you that's that players. I, why not? People should do that. That would totally you hear tighten some up players your game. Talk about how they see the rim bigger or smaller depending upon how mm. well they're shooting. They actually use that term. Yeah, I see the you know, rim smaller, or I see the rim. When Billie bigger. Jean King, I heard her say when she was playing some important game afterwards, she said, uh, "the the tennis ball was like a beach ball." <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like. You know, Neil, there's the same thing, same thing in soccer when you take a penalty kick. It's like that potion in Alice in Wonderland. It makes things go bigger. It makes things get smaller. The ball gets bigger as the goal gets smaller as you, as you set up for a penalty kick because it's in here mm. and you cannot get out of your head. It's in your head. And, that, that's, yeah, and that's really quite interesting, Chuck, that that, that kind of is portable across so many sports. It is. And in, in baseball, really important moment. When I was a kid, yeah. the catcher for the New York Yankees, I'm born in the Bronx, was Thurman Munson. And there was a year he had the batting title. He was catcher. And if you just watched the pitches come and he would swing, make contact and hit singles. And it was as though the nothing you could do to the ball would fool him. And you speak to him, and it's like, yeah, the ball's there. I'm hitting it. All right, and it's yeah. and there's some combination of reflexes and age and awareness and 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 acuity of vision and uh, all coming yeah. together. Right, right. It's not some mysterious yeah. spinning thing. Yeah, you hear them say the ball. The ball looks like the size of a grapefruit, like when they're <laughs> hitting the ball well. Yeah. So, but that was that was a fun outing, and of course they have uh, Harlem Globetrotters have many more tricks than that. And we just were treated to some of them. And not only that, I didn't know that every year, December 7th, is National Trick Shot Day. Or National or International is just Trick Shot Day. I didn't even know that yeah. was a thing. And so uh, I was delighted to get in ahead of that, just to even uh, look for it every December 7th at a basketball court near you. <laughs> oh wait, 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 Gary. Was it was one other thing before we wrap? There was um, they sometimes will pass the ball using their forehead, and you were good at that. Yeah, well, there's the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was part of my game as a defender. Oh. I, if the you know the ball, you ball, they would cross. Balls would be kicked up in the air. You had to fight and tussle for it, and. Invariably, the head becomes part and parcel of your body. Wait, so before uh, that, Gary had three Nobel Prizes in, in physics and in chemistry, and then he started using yeah. his head. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's something you need to be concerned about. So uh, actually, going, for, going forward in, in as, as soccer... That's the whole thing. Football, yeah. The, the heading, the heading will come out of the game. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to uh, do sure a show that. on that. And it, will, it will, dim, it will diminish, uh, quite, and we'll find that young players will grow up not heading a, not heading a ball. And what will happen is that will move itself up through the age ranges until you get to adulthood, where they've never headed a ball. So that aspect of the game will be taken away. Guys, we got to call it quits there, but. Everything we described in this podcast was filmed and we're putting together some bits and pieces for our YouTube channel. So if you want to see what these trick shots look like and, and meet 
hot shot and cheese. And when Chuck was standing next to cheese, you get to meet Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, just uh, <laughs> cross over to our YouTube channel and you get all the it visions. It took you that long. It's taken you the whole show to get there. It was, <laughs> so, it was worth it. It was uh, worth cr it. Cross over to the YouTube channel uh, to catch how else we're putting this online. This has been Star Talk Sports Edition. Always good to have you, Gary, Chuck, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Keep looking up. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.